You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 76. I'm starting to lose track of all the episodes we've done because we're recording so many like, at a time. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, we have a very exciting guest on today. We are joined by Killcliff athlete Brooke Entz. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yes. Entz. Yes, you are. And you just got married. So, or when, last year, right? I got married in August. Oh, exciting. Really was. So, like, really yeah. new. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Well, welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Yeah. So um, let's just get started a little bit by talking about, I guess, your your CrossFit story. We've also like almost started talking, like calling us like a CrossFit testimonial. Yeah, like, it is. <laughs> kind of like how, you know, the story of how you got started with How CrossFit. did you get started? How um, did you find it? But you have a really cool, oh, sorry, did I cut you off, Claire? Um, gosh, Joy. I, I know. I'm so rude. <laughs> I love that you came from a dance background. I came from a dance background myself. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I want to hear a little bit about that. Obviously, it's not a dance podcast. This is a CrossFit podcast. But I love that you um, kind of parlayed that into CrossFit, especially that you were finding it through a Cirque du Soleil audition. Is that right? Yeah. So- <laughs> well, it was actually so. La Rev is a show at the Wynn in yeah. Vegas. It's a Cirque show, but it's not Cirque du Soleil, I guess. Yeah. Um, I. But equally cool. Yeah. I was a modern dance major at the University of Utah. And kind of funny. I was actually, so I got into, I was modeling too. <laughs> and one of the photographers I was working with, his friend, she was the casting director for that show. And he had just saw that I was kind of muscular and I was a dancer. And so she ended up contacting me to come down for an audition. And so I went and I, it was actually a ballroom audition and I had never done ballroom. No way. Oh, how funny is that? <laughs> But I made it through the whole audition. I didn't get cut. And they talked to me after. And um, they wanted me for like an all-around dancer. So I'd actually be like doing a little bit of everything. Climbing, swimming, diving, dancing. But they weren't actually hiring for that position yet. So it was a ballroom audition. And a girlfriend of mine that I met there, she was on the first season of So You Think You Can Dance. She actually got the position, which she totally deserved. Um, That's crazy. I am just like imagining Cirque du Soleil ballroom dancing. I can't I know. I'm I'm trying to think, Brooke, did did you have to do a certain ballroom dance? Yeah. So there was men and women in in the audition and we had partners. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. So that's like Joy's, totally Joy's jam is ballroom dancing. (laughs) I love love ballroom dancing. Joy may or may not have been a ballroom dancer in the Diana Ross halftime show in the Super Bowl. No, that was just a regular dancer, but I did do a ballroom dancing competition in college in Las Vegas. I thought ballroom dancing in the Super Bowl. Not ballroom dance. Oh, they don't. Excuse no, me. Diana Ross. Diana, Diana Ross does not ballroom dance. Oh well, but, you never know. You could background ballroom dance. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so you're doing this audition. Yeah, Your and I. Uh, got, yeah. Uh, I so I didn't get the part, but I was asked to come like to come back to another audition. And I was moving. I moved to LA that summer for dance, and I was dancing in LA, and um, I signed with two agencies out there for. Modeling, acting, dancing. And I went to another audition. They had another one, and I went there, and I actually had got feedback from my friend that she gave up the position because of the way (laughs) they were kind of sort of treated, I guess, the dancers. It was a lot of work Mm -hmm. living in a shitty part of Vegas. Oh, yeah. That sounds interesting. So living in Vegas, which is not that great, I would imagine. And I grew up two hours from there, and we never spent much time there. But living in Vegas, a lot of hours, probably not great pay, probably not great benefits. And so she ended up giving that up, and she moved back to New York. And her feedback to me didn't make me want it quite as bad. And then I wanted to stay living in L.A., my parents were paying for my schooling. My dad told me I had to move home and go back to school. So moved home, <laughs> went back to school, and um, I started doing figure competitions. This is where it started to get a little more fitness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I did my first figure competition. It was my – we had a woman come to our class, our modern class, and she was teaching kickboxing. She was a female kickbox instructor, and – her physique was awesome and she told me what she did and she didn't do figure, but she did fitness. And I had always wanted to, I was like, okay, I totally want to do this show. And the opportunity to do a figure competition fell in my lap. So I did it and it was cool. It taught me a lot about dedication and I was a 
I was a sorority girl. And when I started doing figure competitions, I like really gave up my social life for a while. But I can imagine that's, let's say that's pretty restrictive to, to say the least. Right. Yeah. Like I, pretty I, darn I, restrictive. Yeah. Woke up, went to, and I was a dance major. So I was in school all day and then I was at the gym and then I was cooking, yeah. you know, food prep for the next day. And that's kind of how it was for a long time. Um, then I found, I was, then, then I went to my audition, right? And so your I, second audition. So this is actually, so I actually, I backtracked a little bit. So I was in school. Mm-hmm. I met the instructor. I started doing a show. I moved to LA. I went to the audition again, right before that. So right before I moved to LA, before I went to my first audition, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to this audition. I got to climb a rope. I never climbed a rope before. And a friend of mine introduced me to this gym that had just opened in St. George, Utah, and where I was from, called Dixie CrossFit. And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I was a, I was a Gold's Gym going person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doing nothing. Probably working <laughs> out my... It talking muscles more than anything. <laughs> right. Sitting in there doing, doing calf raises while you text. Yeah. Like bending over, bent over rows on the bench, like looking back to see if any of the guys were checking me out. <laughs> um, I look so good. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to this gym and they, I was like, I have to learn how to do skin the cats. What's a skin the cat. I got to climb a rope and did my first workout. And I worked out once went back the next day because it was so crazy and weird and hard. And I took my, uh, my boyfriend at the time and my sister, and then we moved to LA. I moved to LA a, a day later. Oh, wow. And I didn't find, I found a CrossFit gym out there, but it was really expensive. And so yeah. I didn't do it. Um, went to that audition, didn't do that, but kept dancing. So I was in studios all week, moved home in August for school. And I found Ute CrossFit where Tommy Hackenbrook had just opened a gym. It was brand new. Mm-hmm. And um, I was one of the first, like, probably, like, one of the first 10 members. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was tiny. It was this tiny little garage, like, gym. Grassroots. Salt- <laughs> yeah. yeah salt- like the OG the- gyms. Like, our, the floor was uneven, so your bar <laughs> would roll. <laughs> and that's, I mean, and I just kept doing it. But I, um, as far as on a competitive level I was still a full-time student and full-time dance major and so it wasn't like a passion quite yet Mm -hmm. I went to sectionals in 2010 which is now known as regionals which is now no now is the open oh Oh, yeah so before we had the open it was sectionals that's right okay sectionals it was regionals so sectionals it was like your state it wasn't the whole southwest yeah right so I went to the sectionals and I didn't make it to regionals. This is 2010. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was going to go team with the Ute CrossFit team. And I was still qualified for nationals for figure competitions at the time because I had I took first in my first competition. And then I took, I qualified again for my second competition. This is in 2009. Mm-hmm. Well, I took 2010 off. So we're coming around the corner, right around like October or December or whatever, when sectionals were Uh before 2011. And I kind of decided to do nationals instead of going to regionals with my team. And that was a huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a waste of time. Every time I meet someone who's like, I want to do a figure competition, I'm like, well... Yeah, you it know. You can learn a lot from it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just spend a lot of money. Like I still have my Nationals swimsuit in my closet. I spent oh my 900 gosh. my Okay, oh. I should say me. My mother invested <laughs> in me oh $900 on this little tiny swimsuit that's covered in fake jewels, not even real ones. I've always wondered how much those cost. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're ridiculous. And wow. Um, I totally regret it. And the the clear shoes, right? Like yeah. the clear shoes, yeah. And like the tanning gel. Oh, but tan, spray tan, yeah. Yeah, is it spray tan? Do you go and get a spray tan or do you have to yeah. go like keep tanning yourself? 
No, it's a spray tan. Oof. Yeah, I feel like if all those people up there had been just like tanning booth, tanning, it'd be really it wrinkled. Up, it would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah, was So yeah, totally regret it. Um, I didn't fall in love with CrossFit in a sense of like, obviously, I do it a little more extreme. Like my, it's a little bit more extreme for me than it is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think. Honestly, the real reason is why is I don't have, I live in Santa Cruz now. Yeah. I've lived here for three years and I had put so much time and my true passion is dance still. That's what it is. But there's not, I'm not doing it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I put all my time and emotion in, into CrossFit and, um, and I want to be good at it. Yeah. Just like I wanted to be good at that. And I still do. Like if I could you know, find an amazing studio and a new teacher and have more opportunity to, um, I always wanted to dance for Mia Michaels. <laughs> that was oh, my yeah. favorite choreographer. Yeah. Um, I would. So, so now, you still, so that's still something that you would like to do. Oh yeah. I mean, did you see my new Instagram, my, <laughs> my latest Instagram video of me tap dancing on a platform? Yes. That was amazing. <laughs> that was so cool. That was so cool. It- I hadn't put my tap shoes on since high school because I didn't even, I didn't tap in college. I tapped up until I moved away for college and they, they had been in my trunk of my car since I moved out here and I had never taken it. That is so, that was a great video. Yeah. We're going to have to post (laughs) that on our Facebook. It was awesome. I'm like, I told, I was like, I'm going to find, I'm going to get my point shoes out and start messing around with those. That'll be my next video. Yeah. So for the time being. Heart and Souls and CrossFit. So oh, when yeah. did it and kind? I, when did it kind of like make that switch? When were you like, all right, this is all out. We're going. We're doing this. Okay. Well, I always liked it. I like yeah. fitness. I like to be in shape. Um, at the 2012, no. Let me think. 2012, I moved to Santa Cruz. I. This is actually really interesting. I did the open, and I probably was like on like the third page of NorCal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's just a slightly competitive region. Yeah. So I did the open, but I didn't have a gym. I didn't have an affiliate. So I didn't think of ever competing. And then 2013, I decided to train a little bit harder and Miranda Oldroyd, we we're all from Utah. So I knew me and Miranda are really good friends and we were friends before we all moved to Santa Cruz and this area for, um, HQ. Mm Mm-hmm. But I trained with her a lot and I started training a lot more. And she always told me like that I could be really good if I would just, if I almost put more time into it, like she did. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm sure that wasn't intimidating at all being like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Back then I was like, it hurt. And I'd stop. Like I wasn't going to keep going and keep right. going. Yeah. Like, cave. I wasn't able to put myself into this painful situation of like right well I mean just like mental switch that I've been working towards we're like oh yeah it hurts but I'm not dying so right so what you're saying is you couldn't overcome your body's natural instinct to survive (laughs) (laughs) I completely gave in oh yeah I'm done (laughs) that feels like plenty of work for today (laughs) yeah um but I did better so 2013 I was like 20, I was like top 20. I was like top, like number 26 or something in NorCal. So I had qualified for regionals in 2013, but I chose to go with a team. So I was now coaching at a gym and it was my first time, it was my second time where I'd be going to regionals, my first time going as an individual. And I just didn't feel quite ready. Mm -hmm. And I was a little bit scared and wanted to you know, almost fill out the NorCal regional before I went by myself. So I wanted to go with a team. Did that. We did okay. It was definitely not a games team. It was, but we had fun. Mm -hmm. And then that year at the games, um, I linked back up with my old coach, Tommy Hackenbrook. And I saw him after the games and I was like, all right, I want to do this. We got on a phone call like a week later or a couple weeks later. And he said, you're not going to like this. (laughs) You're not going to like it. But if you do it, you know, like he took me on as an athlete besides like the couple athletes that he had from his own gym. Mm -hmm. And 
I just did the work and he sent me programming. And for the first three months or so, it was like no more two days a week, no more than 70% lifting. Wow. Like, it was all running. I was building an endurance base because mm-hmm. was a, I was a sprinter, explosive athlete and not a long endurance athlete. Yeah. Right. I mean, to get me to run like back when I first started to, I would walk on a 400 meter. Yeah. <laughs> like run 400 meters and he'd come out and I'm like walking, like I'm coming. <laughs> I, I can totally sympathize that. <laughs> yeah. It was not my jam. No, and, um, I can totally understand that. It's like, if somebody is chasing me, by all means. But otherwise, like, yeah. what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was all running, and then I started lifting again, whatever. But really, because um, 2014, I qualified sixth mm-hmm. in NorCal. So 2012, didn't even come close to, like, top 60. And that's when they were taking 60. Mm-hmm. 2013, I took like 20 something. And then they took 40. Mm-hmm. 2014, I took sixth. So I'm getting better through yeah. the And I went to regionals and I took sixth at regionals. This is my first time doing individual and it was really hard. And it was in NorCal, which makes it even more hard. Holy crap. Um, and it was just from putting in work. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was, it was a job. You know, and I think the job, yeah, every day. I think that's what a lot of people want to know too is, is like what makes you go from good to great to best. And I think the common answer that people don't want to hear is time under the bar, time and effort, and it's a job. Yep. At times it's a fun job and at times it's a sad job. I've cried. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I've cried multiple times middle of a workout and I've wanted to quit a lot. And it's so funny. Then you have a day where you're like, I'm not working out today. I'm done. I'm exhausted. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so emotional. I need to go work out. I need to, <laughs> I need to get this out of my system. Yeah. What are your weaknesses? And I, when I say weaknesses, you're like not compared to us. <laughs> your weaknesses. <laughs> um, I still need to get better at just an engine, you know, those long yeah. Um. So for like running, I've got, I've gotten better. And I think where I've like a huge success for me from doing all the running last year in training was that now I will go for a run and I like to go for a run and I feel good when I go for a cu- like a few miles yeah. run. Whereas years, I mean, I danced my whole life and dance is not easy it is hard yeah. and the, the hours you put in the hours you're constantly moving but it's different it's a work rest it's explosiveness it's mm-hmm. so that's what I was training for so long and to make me go running was there better be some good jams playing on my head <laughs> <laughs> so I actually just felt like I was dancing yeah <laughs> going yeah. for now I'll go running which was um I, I thanked Tommy every day for just programming that and making me do it yeah so now I'll, I'll do it. But, That's awesome. I feel like I have a lot of respect for Tommy Hackenberger. I feel like he, more so than most athletes in CrossFit, is so transparent about just, like, it's hard. It takes a lot of work. And, you know, he just seems like such a straightforward person. Like, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to, um, I guess, give you something you can't handle. But at the same time, like, knows. I feel like he would be very good at looking at someone and evaluating, like, okay, here's what you got to do. Kind of like, almost like, uh, I remember I saw Coach Bergener at the games a couple years ago and he was like you know if you are having a hard time with that split jerk just a thousand times do that footwork before you pick up a bar a thousand times do that footwork and I feel like those are the type of people who you know like you just realize that there really are no shortcuts yeah nope unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's no running pill. Yeah, right. So I wanted to ask you, uh, what? how do you feel about the new uh, regionals setup? Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it and I was pissed. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? I, it was already hard before for right. me to pitch the games. Now it's way, way more difficult. Um, but I do think that spectators are going to love the NorCal, or excuse me, the California regional. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's gonna be entertaining. Um, 
first of all, it made me upset a little bit um, just because the level of competition is already really high yeah. in NorCal, and now it's going to be even more high. Right. But with that said, coming into the final day at regionals, typically, and like last year, you know, there's not much movement. There's right. not much chance for movement on the leaderboard. Right, but you may talking, slip, yep. slip or, or gain one place, but you're not going to jump up into the top three if you're not already there. Yeah, but talking to a lot of people with the level of competition that will be at, like, for instance, our my region next year, or this mm-hmm. year, excuse me, um, there will be a lot of movement because there's no margin for error. Yeah. You know, so little things that happen, there could be, you know, it's the final day within the top 15, yeah, Any that's so time. true. Like mm-hmm. the the, fi- the top five spots are up for grabs. Yeah, that's so true. Unless unless five people are just running away with it, but I don't think that's gonna you're gonna see that happen. Yeah, I think that's what's so interesting about um, regionals, and I feel like regionals somehow is like a little bit even more so than the games since they're shorter. Is just that like, I mean, you know, this is like look at what happened to Sam Briggs last year. It's like you could be the best athlete in the world, and if you have an off day, that's it. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be so – I would have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of – I think I would have a lot of nervous peas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a couple other questions that we wanted yeah. to ask you from our listeners. Um, Joy, do you want to yeah. take um, it away? One of our listeners wants to know what your goals are as far as career with CrossFit or professional athlete. Oh, man. I have a lot. <laughs> um. They change. I, in a perfect world, my career is to make lots of money traveling and working with people and building relationship. Right? Basically. That's a great answer. Yeah. Everyone wants to make a lot of money doing nothing but hanging out with cool people. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. And traveling. So with, with CrossFit, um, I want to go to the games. I want to be a professional CrossFit athlete. I want to be a personality in a sense that people like me for more than just my performance Mm -hmm. and someone that people can look up to and maybe stick around in the community and in as a professional athlete a little bit longer than just oh she made it to the games or oh she didn't make it now you know no one really cares about me or what I have to say or how I can help people Mm -hmm. that look up to me or people around me or whatever so from there, um, I have done. I did a little on camera with HQ last year, and that was really fun. I my background is in performance, so I sang and danced my whole life, and so I like I like talking to people and being in front of people, and I like being on camera. So something like that um, could definitely. I might keep working towards something there. Yeah, I don't we actually. Know. <clears throat> sorry, we actually had a listener question about that. About she wanted to know if I. You know how you, how you became the demo girl. How you girl became the, the, the face of the open, yeah. and she she said she wanted to know um, how many times did you get no repped when you were yeah. <laughs> videotaping? Okay, so <laughs> I'll answer a couple questions within that, and one that probably a lot of people are wondering, which I find so funny. Um, I am local. Mm-hmm. I'm local here, and I have good movement. And honestly, they just called me up, said Brooke will you come do this? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it. And, um, here's the thing. I didn't, so many people are like, I don't understand how you got to do regionals in the open. If you knew the workouts, I didn't know the workouts. All we did is they had a shitload of movements like and every variation of those movements oh, and we filmed, Joy and I both just looked at each other like this light bulb went off like, bulb, oh. like oh. we filmed all of those movements in the standards for all of those movements it was two days of filming and this is this happened even before the people that were shooting the video they didn't even know the workouts like nobody knew them we just had a list of movements to shoot oh my gosh and then they took all those movements and put it in the computer and then they put music on the timeline, and then they just put in videos. They would just edit it <laughs> all together awesome. when the wad was released. Yeah, like if you look at it, I'm not like doing the workout. I'm just as they talk about the movements. I'm it's a clip from yeah. 
picture to picture. <laughs> I was wearing the same outfit because we shot all in one day, you right. know, all three days. So I didn't get many no reps, except for actually, it was actually really hard to do the no reps, especially on the pull-up bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're like, all right, so we have to get a picture of your chest not touching the bar, but almost touching the bar. Right, and, and you're like, uh. A picture, so it was like me static holding, like trying to have my hips up really high, like I'm doing a chest of bar pull-up right. and not touching the bar, but kind of touching the, it was weird. I always have a hard time when I'm coaching, like, telling people, you know, this is what I don't want to see and I'll yeah. do it. And I'm like, Oh, that hurt. <laughs> like, that was not, that's why you don't want to do that. That really is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like training this whole time to do the right movement and yeah. then are like, now do it wrong. Right. Now don't yeah. stand up. Don't bring and your hips all the way right through. There so we can yeah. get a photo. <laughs> that's um, really funny. was there one more? Yeah. Um, anything else behind the scenes you can share about the the um the open demo stuff uh i hope i do it again yeah (laughs) yeah two days was it fun though yeah i had a lot of fun um oh really funny hang on i'm fixing my headphone (laughs) um my friends i have a bunch of guy friends they all work for hq they're like okay we're just gonna make everyone's gonna find out who you are blah 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 (laughs) And so they made me take a snap, a, a screenshot of my followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like before so could, and after? Yeah, so we could see it go up. Oh, that's really funny. But from the open, people saw my face, but they didn't know who I was. So they HQ was getting emails. I mean, they apparently they tell me they still get emails, people asking, who is this person? Who is this demo girl? Um sending some people were sending in pictures of them for if they could if they could forward the message to me <laughs> oh wow That's it was so it was really funny and like, like to date you I don't know and, <laughs> and one of like that person that kind of you know covers all of the info at CrossFit yeah Angel would tell me every day she's like oh my gosh I cannot believe how many people are keep messaging me to see who you are and we're not going to share your personal information and she did forward a couple emails to me that were just really sweet mm-hmm. from yeah. some, you know, people that found it inspirational or I really helped their movement and stuff like that. So that was really cool. But it was, it's funny um, to watch my friends think, think, you know, they take pride in that they're the reason I've become, in, I've become someone people <laughs> Like to watch. <laughs> like we did that, Brooke. You owe us some donuts. Seriously, like we did this for you. <laughs> I knew Brooke back before she was the open demo girl. <laughs> You're like the Vanna White of CrossFit. Yeah, totally. I'm trying to be that, you know? Yeah. Be something. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, and then one of our listeners said that you were really fun to watch at the Granite Games before you got injured, and I saw that. So um day one it said you were doing really well and then you slipped a rib yeah you didn't uh, know (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm like ouch (laughs) just like well first of all the the first event on the second day i was going into it in first place and i was pumped (laughs) and yeah you were like killing it i have okay so recently i switched my jump rope to the rpm jump rope and it is phenomenal. It really is. It's so fast. And you have to be really good to control that speed. <laughs> I was not so good. <laughs> and uh, Were you just like a helicopter? Well, you're like, going like to fly off in space. Like This workout was you had to do 50 double unders unbroken. And this workout was the death of me at that competition because... Before I went out there, it was working just fine and things were just fine. And then middle of the workout, that stress of like, oh, don't mess this up. Like, right. You're just so holding so much tension. Right. Shit. (laughs) Oh, it's so frustrating. Oh my God. And that happened to me over and over again, you know? And so a lot of people tried to justify my poor performance (laughs) (laughs) that I had actually hurt myself um, in the beginning of the workout, but it wasn't. 
it was just bad double undering. I'm working on it. Oh my gosh. Those are so hard. My husband, Brandon, every time he does flight simulator, he gets to the round of 50 unbroken, no problem. And then he'll do like 46, 47, 47, 49, 48. And he will just like, we have, we have to, to the wheels put a, a limit on how many times he can throw the rope across the room oh, before he's out. Or like, all right, that's a DNF. Like you cannot throw the rope one more time. <laughs> I've but, been in the middle of doing double unders and I've just had that feeling that I wish that I had like Hulk hands because yeah. I want, I start squeezing my handles so tight that I hope they break in half. <laughs> And they never do. And like, (laughs) if you weren't counting, you could probably go for hours. That's what it was. And you, and you know, it was, it's totally mental. Like we were, I was talking to people after they're like, it's because you put this stress on 50. If you would have told yourself you had to do 60, you probably would have got to 50. (laughs) Right. No problem. Totally. Anyway. So the first part of that workout was shoulder to overhead. And prior to the competition, I had been having some tightness in my, my rib and my shoulder and stuff. And my coach had told me, okay, after this competition, we're going to take some time off overhead stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, well, in the shoulder overhead, I did one and I felt my rib, I felt it go out and it kind of, it hurt. Yeah. Um, but I finished, I kept going and then like I came to the bar again and it really hurt, but I finished whatever. So after the competition, after that workout, I was like, well, I was really upset about my performance and what had happened and how I had dropped from first to like sixth or something, mm-hmm. eighth, I don't know. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's over. Damn. It wasn't in first. Yeah. It wasn't first. So um, anyways, I had dropped in my back. So I remember I was on the phone with my mom. Like, you know, I was crying a little bit. That happens. And I was upset. And I was like, well, now I have to go. And I just need to go have someone put my rib back in so I can keep, I can like, you know, try and work my way back. Because yeah. there's so many workouts left. There's still a day and a half. I can do it. I can do it. So I go up to the medical tent and I'm like, my ribs out. Can you put it back in? And the girl that was working on me was kind of a little, she was kind of a weenie. (laughs) (laughs) I needed her to be a little more aggressive. And, um, she was, she was smaller. Mm -hmm. And so she was like poking around and trying to get it go back in, but really wasn't being aggressive enough and just like doing it, popping it back in. And, it was just agitating it and making oh, it no. worse. Oh, yeah. God. Ugh. So then I started trying to like, get it back in, like rubbing my back up on the corner of a wall. I was using a little cross ball, like really trying to dig in there to get that to pop back in place. Made it worse. My whole right side of my back was swollen. Ugh. Just like Ugh. really, really swollen. I couldn't move my arm. My sponsor had to go buy me a sling at Walgreens, put my oh, arm my in gosh. a sling. And so the next event was coming up, and so I, I stuck it was a, it was power cleans and muscle ups. And I was pumped. I was like, this is my jam. I was so ready for this workout. And mm-hmm. oh I, my went gosh. To, I went to warm up. I was like, okay, well it hurts, whatever, but I'm going to try and do this. So I go out to warm up and I tried to pull like 83 pounds off the ground, just warming up. I could not pull that weight off the ground. It <sighs> hurt so bad. And, um, friends of mine and other coaches, um, that are some friends of mine came over to me and, you know, mentioned, they were like, I'm not, here to tell you what to do, but I really think it's just not worth it. You know, they put it into perspective. It wasn't worth going out there and trying, you know, the whole time. And they said, you know, you didn't come here to take 30th place, 20th place. Like you came here to win and it's not worth whatever's going on, making it worse just because you don't want to pull out. Right. Just to say that you, you made it through. Yeah. So I, I pulled out right there. Um, I had, they iced me up. I was all wrapped up and I went down to tell the people, you know, I, I can't go out. And they had a lady, another lady on staff that was, uh, she did body work too. And she's like, they're like, do you want, you know, I was like, she said, do you want me to try and put it back in? I was like, yeah, I do. So, <laughs> We ripped the ice off, and I was, like, saran-wrapped. Right. They ripped the saran-wrap off, and um, she sat me on the floor, arm up in the air, and she's poking around, and there she felt something, and she said that uh, what it felt like was that it was torn. Oh. Or broken. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And you were like, I do not want to hear either of those words right now. Thank you very much. Yeah, so she... At that point, I was kind of, I was nervous. And then I, we decided, you know, there's, yep, yeah, at this point, there we, there's no hope. Like, I can't go out. Because mm-hmm. I would have just suited up and just ran out cold to pull that bar off the ground. But 
Right. Uh, if she had been able to fix you back up. Yep. And it wasn't a good idea. So I didn't. Um, the next morning was a 5k run and I really wanted to do it. I needed to get some sort of exercise in because the following week, as soon as I got back from Minnesota, we were leaving to go to Lake Powell. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wanted to, I was planning, my plan was to work really hard all weekend and get a ton of workouts in and then do nothing for a week. (laughs) And so we put my sling on that morning and we took a bandage and we just wrapped it, my elbow and my arm into my body and wrapped it around, wrapped it around, put my headphones in, shoved my iPod into my sling. And I ran, I ran the 5k and I beat, Quite a few people, which was really funny. Oh, my God. I feel like I was all over. I think I saw the video with you and Fitness Lonnie where you're like, I was like calling my mom. I'm like, yeah, I'm running right now. Got got my phone in my arm. (laughs) Is that true? Uh, No. (laughs) Because, you know, Fitness Lonnie, that's all you have to say. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Uh, I was running, and it was really because I was like, maybe I should take – my bib off because I don't want to like come through and you know beat people and right, mess up the standings. Yeah, mess up the standings. And CJ Martin was like, "Brooke, if you beat somebody and you just have like a broken wing, like right, it's gonna be okay. They deserve they to be beaten. Yeah, they shouldn't be letting you pass them. <laughs> That's fair. So, which was actually really cool because so I I completed like three workouts. On a three-day, three, three day, I took so many zeros because they didn't even take my name off the board. They just kept giving me zeros. It was right. really fun. <laughs> and what we would do is we kept looking to see where I fell to. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the weekend, even with all my zeros, I didn't even take last place. It was awesome. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I got home. My mom, um, it was an awful travel back because I had to fly to San Jose Flew into one terminal, ran outside. My husband, well, boyfriend at the time, no, was, no husband at the time. Wow. Okay. Um, husband <laughs> was waiting for me. We ran to the car, drove to the next terminal. We got out and went back through security, got on a plane, flew to Vegas. Oh my gosh. It was awful. Wow. Got home. My mom took me to see her chiropractor. He x-rayed me. It was extremely dislocated. But he was, like, yelling across the room because I was in one room waiting. He's like, well, it's not broken. <laughs> so was that before or after Lake Powell? This is right before. The right day before, before okay. left. Yeah. Oh. And he, I wish that my mom, I wish I would have had her video him put me, adjust me, put it back in because it would have been awesome. Oh, my gosh. That it was is, like. Almost, it I, was. I almost just fainted when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it was an, it was the worst pain. <sighs> I like, like can't even handle them. People crack their knuckles. I cannot yeah. imagine. Oh my gosh. There was like a brief period in my life where I was like, I'm going to be a chiropractor. And then I realized that when people crack their necks, I'm like, oh. and I feel like I would like crack someone and be like, oh my God, did you hear that? That was, oh God. Yeah. So he, he cracked, he adjusted me and he's oh. like, he's up behind me. His knees are on the table and I have my arms. Like, first of all, to lift my arms above my head was I could barely breathe. Put my arms where they're supposed to go. He like rolls me. He's like has his knee underneath my back, right on my spine. He's like rolling me back and forth, rolling back and forth. And I'm like, oh my god, it's coming. (laughs) Okay, so I have a a question. Well, what? Oh no, go ahead. Cracks my back, and I just gasp for air, and I think I scream the f word. Didn't even realize it came out. I like felt really bad about it after. (laughs) I'm sure that's not the first time that. Yeah, I'm sure he's heard that before. in Utah, you know, my oh, mom. Oh, yeah. So I just, uh, I, I use the word a lot. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I use the word. He, the first thing he says is he's like, okay, so does that feel better? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like and it almost, it almost made it worse because it had, what's really important is when something's out like that, you need to get it back in because all your, all your ligaments and joints or bones and blah, 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 they start to get comfortable where they're at. Yeah. Right. Well, their your body just is like, so almost too good at adapting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like back to the, it was really, really, it was more painful than what I had gotten used to. Wow. And, um, but at least I knew they were back where they were supposed to be. Right. And then I left for Lake Powell and I promised him that I wouldn't do anything for like the first couple of days. But then I was, I was behind the boat wake surfing. Cause I, 
stuff like that. Yeah. So I have a question on that is because I feel like there's just a completely different level when Claire and I and like regular CrossFitters talk about this (laughs) stuff and, and, you know, pro athletes talk about this. What do you see in the competitive environment of working through injuries like that? Like, is that pretty typical where people are like, oh, I'm in so much pain, but I got to work through this to like, where do you find that balance of being like, no, I just got to call it. I think it always, it just depends on what the, what you're dealing with, you know, because something like if I, like when I came back from Lake Powell, you know, well, when I was there, we'd go, I wanted to go running. I'm like, well, I want to do something. So I would jump in and, um, one of my, be- one of my best friends is Jenny LaBaugh. So that's who we were, we, I was there with and mm-hmm. we'd would do some stuff and I would just do a lot of squats. You know, I was squatting, we'd go hiking, but if I tried to run, I couldn't run because the jolts in my upper body would yeah. cause sharp pain. So like it was, I was still able to do stuff, but I had to take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially too, like, I think some, some people are just, uh, what's the word? Irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I've been there, you know, I, you want something so bad that you're willing to, sometimes I think people let their, gets a little, their judgment gets a little cloudy of what kind of pain you're feeling. Right. Is it something that you're just really sore and you're over, you're a little overworked. So it's, you know, exhausted and right. Um, or are you dealing with something that could be, you know, turn into something else right, and a chronic lifelong it. injury. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I've dealt with some stuff with like my shoulder and what that came from was not mobilizing. And I still do some slut things slide and it mostly comes from not mobilizing mm-hmm. and it just happens that stuff builds up and builds up and builds up. And then it gets to this point that you start feeling pain Right. And the pain hurts really bad. And now it takes so much time to recover from it. And it could have been taken care of a long time ago if you just realized that that part of your body, like for me, my shoulder or my elbows and my forearms um, do a lot of work. We grip, we pull every day. So the fact that now I stretch my forearms, now I stretch my wrists, right? But I wouldn't be dealing with tendonitis if I would have right. let people, you know, if I was seeing someone and if I was realizing how much work I was doing and how much work those muscles were doing every day and putting a little bit of, um, tender love and care right. <laughs> into it. And my guess is by now you're like a finely tuned machine that you know exactly what you can handle and not handle. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, this is where I need a rest day and this is where you can push yourself more and this is where you yeah, need to back I, off. I definitely throw those in and I definitely uh, ask my coach a lot because for me, I almost have to, I have I second guess, like, am I, do I really need a, a rest day or am I just right. tired and now I'm thinking that I need a rest day? Right, and like where is that line between building your capacity and like, actually kind of, giving your body the recovery that it needs. Yeah. You know, like for instance, I was having a little bit of pain in my, the palm of my hand when I would go overhead with weight for like jerking and stuff. And mm-hmm. my coach had sent out a text and he's like, so how are your guys' shoulders? And I was like, ah, oh, they're great. But I've got this weird pain in the palm of my hand. And he goes, and I get this personal message from him because it was a group text. Yeah. And he's like, what kind of pain? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's like this pinching, like sharp pain when I hold weight, when I like pick up a barbell, like we never do that. And um, <laughs> and he told me, he's like, okay, no more overhead squats for a while. No more this, no that. Because uh, it will be really shitty if you strain or pull any muscles in, in your hand. Right. Your grip it's, it's is, really is a pretty important. Back. Yeah. You know, and, and I would have, I would have never said anything because yeah. I, to me, I was like, Oh, I'm such a little weenie. Like this is fine. Yeah, totally. You know, like obviously I just need to stretch more or something's wrong, but like it's not bad. It's not happening all the time. It's just when I hold the weight right there. You know, and I just so happened to mention it to him and turns out I actually need to take care of it right. a little bit more and pay I, more attention to it. I always like think about, well, and 
as a coach too, I feel like I have a lot of people, you know, come to me and are like, should I take a rest day? What's going on with this injury? I'm like, I'm not a physical therapist. I'm, you know, it's like, but but the thing I always tell them is there will be plenty of opportunities for you to do this movement in the future, for you to do this workout again in the future, unless you injure yourself today. And, you know, the line I always used to use is like, you are not in the CrossFit games right now. If you are currently in the games, I might give you different advice. But then I remember like when, you know, watching the games last year, even watching Rich Froning during the run stop to walk a couple of times. It was like, you know, even in those moments, there is a line. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. It's just as a matter of like knowing yourself and knowing like, and I, and you know, having people who you trust who can say, okay, it looks like it's time for you to yeah. take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I have one I, more, one more quick question. Like, I have you. a question too. Do I have you? one more question. Yeah. I have one question. Is yours the same question as my question? I don't know. Go. I'll let you do the first. <laughs> well, I was thinking back to um, the double under workout, the unbroken workout. And yeah. it made me think about how I think it was Matt Chan. I was, he was on his Instagram a while ago was talking about like mental training. So do you do any mental training? This is Joy's subversive uh-huh. way of asking if you meditate because she's super oh. into asking if people meditate. <laughs> I'm just saying, or something like to, I mean, because I know so much of it is mental. So like, I'm just curious how much you do that. I I don't know if there's anything in particular that I do. Uh, I'd go to yoga and that's definitely a time that I can relax and think about things and calm myself down mentally. I get, I get anxiety actually sometimes. That's right. So do we. We do too. (laughs) Yeah. And like, um, a couple episodes about our, about anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, I get anxiety. Um, a lot of my mental training is being, putting myself into going so hard and redlining in a workout when I'm practicing. And, you know, Pat Sherwood's a good friend of mine too. And he always tells me, he's like, you have to, Yeah. you, you have to do that. And you have to, um, you have to redline and you have to hit that point that like either you just completely crash because if you don't, you'll never know what it's like. You'll never know how it feels. And um, totally. And I've I've done that in workouts, and I've I've been in workouts where I really work on. Like that's one thing that's actually gotten better. I think over the years is is my mental game of like, I'll be ready. Like I had to do. Did you see that triple Fran or that double Fran? Yes, workout? we posted yes. that on our Facebook. On our Facebook that page. was ridiculous. So like that day, you know. Uh, Miranda was supposed to did it that day as well, but later in the day. And um, I was like, I'm going to wait for her to do it. There's no way I can do it by myself. And then I'm sitting in the gym. I'm just sitting there by myself. And I'm like, what am I waiting for? Yeah. It's not going to feel any better in an hour. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be fitter. That's such a good point. That's such be, a good I'm, point. I'm, it's going to hurt the same way it's going to hurt right now. Yeah. It's going to hurt the same way then as it hurts right now. And, um, so like I literally, they came down like, "Hey, we're gonna film this," and I was like, "Okay, sounds good." <laughs> and they start the clock, and I just pushed it like I was. It's that that time where I'm doing it by myself, so I'm looking at the clock like, "All right, when should I go?" And I just press start. It's like, "All right, I got ten seconds," so I can't think about it. Right. And the way I start work, thinking about workouts and um is I'm gonna get in it. I'm gonna be in the middle of it. It's gonna hurt, and I'm gonna push through it. And um, it's the only way out. Yeah. The faster you go, the sooner it'll be over. Yeah, it's just it's, there's one way out, and you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. And when you're done, I'll feel awesome, and it will hurt, but I'll feel so good. And it's it it's a release. It really is. It's an emotional and mental release to finish some of like those hard, hard workouts. And um, that's when those breakthrough happen breakthroughs happen, and and when those mental breakthroughs happen is when I have learned to calm myself down mm-hmm. mentally. Um, and let myself know, you know, like when I'm, especially during like running workouts, like yeah, call myself down, like, okay, yeah, you can't breathe too much right now, but you're not <laughs> going to die. So just keep moving. Yeah. What's that quote that you love, um, Joy, the one about, um, uh, the one that TJ sent us, uh, the girl's gone, our ex. Oh, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt that much more to push, push a, little a little bit, bit harder. harder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, you kind of a little bit just answered my question, but my question for you as a female cross athlete, this is just kind of to wrap us up is, uh, why do you feel like it's important for women to lift heavy? Oh, you know, kind of nail you with a heavy hitter here at the end, <laughs> but we have, you know, a lot of, a lot of listeners who, 
I think with, as it is with a lot of CrossFit athletes, the first time they ever exposed to heavy weights or even to the idea that they can lift heavy weights is in a CrossFit environment. And I think it's so kind of revolutionary for a lot of people, but especially for women to have that feeling. Um, so I guess, you know. Well, just- I also think too, Brooke, of like when you were in the, like you came from a dance world where it's it's like small and and everything's very long and lean and right and then I don't from know, I just, and like then figure com- you know competing I mean? so like, where everything was about aesthetics so i think then- the mindset you probably have seen so many different sides of that mentality as far as like the women physique and, and the types of workouts women should or shouldn't do yeah uh i was always a very athletic had a very athletic build mm-hmm. right and i remember i remember talking to different ballet instructors when i was in new york and almost trying to figure out like what dance company would fit well for me because it does come down to how you look in a lot of senses. And, you know, it was like Alvin Ailey or uh, Barishnikov or um, maybe Joffrey, you know, but like ABT would never be somewhere I could go. Not, not the ballet company because I was a more athletic build and I wasn't, I wasn't super skinny and I wasn't um, long and lean, but that actually, when I wanted to do my first show, it was like that fueled that too. And because I was an athlete, I played some sports growing up as well. So I'm like, oh, well, I already have a really athletic build. Um, I want, I'd love to lean out and have a six pack, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which dancers have some more than others, but it wasn't as, as, uh, as lean as like I had seen in this new world. So when I started, I got introduced to moving weights and stuff from that and I wasn't scared of it. I wasn't, I was scared of getting bigger and in that world it's all about aesthetics. So it is about putting on size here, taking off size here. Right. And I started doing CrossFit and I liked it because I felt athletic again and I was actually, I could go, you know, and I think people that do bodybuilding and, figure competitions it's all show no go if you ask me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go and I wanted and I loved that it's the work you put into it you know you work hard and you accomplish things and has nothing to do with what you look like or if you're a girl or whatever it's you win or you you accomplish things because of the work that you put into it it's not about your name or who you know and it made me, you know, for me, and I think for a lot of women, as far as when you say lift heavy, that's going to be different for everybody. But I think most women are scared of moving any sort of weight because they feel masculine or they think that they're going to look masculine or that people will see them as masculine. Mm-hmm. And when they finally decide to make that jump and to start moving, it's it's a huge accomplishment. And you see people, when I coach, you see women, they they decide they start wanting to have, like, I want to have a body weight back squat. Right. I want to have this. I want to have that. I want to snatch. And I love that for me, I can move heavy weight and I can do that and I can show them, you know, and they, they, they see a lot more in CrossFit and with the competitors of like, you can be strong and not, you're not going to turn into a man. Right. Because I really, truly think that's what most people are scared of. Because I've had people look at me and be like, well, you know, I want to do this. I just don't want to look like that. You know, and that's that's okay. And that's okay. Because, you know, you can do CrossFit and get in shape and move some weight. And you're not, it takes hard work to look like Miranda Oldroyd. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's yeah. not, it, I mean, that's, that is not, she did not wake up one morning like, ah, oh, crap, I have an eight pack. Yeah. You know, so it's like when someone says that, I'm like, okay, well, you have nothing to worry about because yeah. even if that is what you wanted to look like, it ain't going to happen. Right. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I honestly don't know if I would say that it's important for women to lift heavy weight. Because it totally is, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, it's empowering and um, it's a new sense of accomplishment besides 
you know, like, oh, I was on the treadmill for 35 minutes today (laughs) instead of of 30. I sent 90 text messages while I was on the elliptical today instead of 75. Yeah. You know, and I I think for most, I think for most people and why I would, why I would recommend them lifting in general, right? Like just doing it, squat, do it, do everything clean, learn how to jerk, learn how to snatch, and then, and then make those movements better. And I would, I'd recommend for all women to attempt to do these things is it's just going to, it's teaching you you're learning. It's always good to learn. And on top of that, you're, you're empowering yourself. And anytime we, we get stronger and women get stronger, we just, we feel stronger in more than just a physical way, but in a mental way. And we're going to, you know, look, we can, I, I conduct myself differently. Um, I think it helps build confidence. Totally. You know, and you feel like a stronger, stronger woman, a stronger person. Yeah. And it translates into other areas of your life for sure. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, lifting heavy that's obviously relative yeah oh totally I mean you can I think if it was more so like just lifting at your potential or lifting at for something more than you know your two and a half pound dumbbells to and go for a speed walk right oh I'm yeah and that's totally what I mean I mean I know I have some athletes who for them a hundred pound deadlift is an incredible accomplishment or, uh, you know, squatting the, the, uh, you know, 15 kilo bar instead of the training bar is a huge accomplishment or just getting to, you know, a full depth squat. But I yeah. think just that, um, that progression in terms of, you know, like you said, it's all relative, but what feels heavy to you, you know, that first time that you pick a bar up that you never thought in a million years you could move around. It's just like, my mom calls it warrior energy, boost your warrior energy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's important. I think that for anyone to start moving any sort of weight, it's a lot of, it's a fear. Yeah. And so you're overcoming so much to go for it. And I, I, um, I, what is the word? I encourage, you know, women to not be scared. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I think it's just a, a, a thing that we feel scared. And so, we kind of shy away from it and find other reasons as to why we don't want to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and we blame it on other things. Yeah. I think that's a great point. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a matter of anytime you do something in life that you're afraid of and you prove to yourself that you can do it, it's going to be a transformational experience. Yep. And even being a coach, like I have, I've had clients that are scared of things and I'm like, you know, and I'm over there like, you can't be scared of it. Like you just got to move it. You got to move it. You got to jump, like go mm-hmm. for it. The more you're scared of it, the more you shy away from it the more awkward it is. The more you're putting yourself in a weird, bad position, like just go for it. Yes, it's so true. And they they do it. And then me as a coach, I see this huge transformation, like right then and there, the look on their face. It's like Mm -hmm. the best feeling for me. Totally. To see it because I've changed, I've changed their life. You know, in that moment it's changed. Yeah. they're now they've they've jumped they've broken down a wall they're not scared anymore and and everything you know they start going for more like I want to muscle up I'm gonna get this I'm I'm doing this like the t- the first time a client does a handstand on the wall you know it's <laughs> terrified of handstands oh so terrified and then they're like ready for the next thing yeah 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 it's just so cool. it, it it's just you know not being scared of those things and getting out of your comfort zone yeah totally. Um, well, Brooke, it has been really awesome having you with yes. us. We're so, so grateful for you coming on our podcast. Where can our listeners find you? You're on Instagram at Brooke oh, Hens. Yeah. yeah, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get those numbers. Take a picture now and we'll see yeah, how I'm much our listeners. <laughs> we're totally going to be more important than the open. Yeah. I, I definitely try to be interesting on Instagram. You know, I'm not, I don't even like to follow people that constantly post working out pictures. So <laughs> I love I the like Powell stuff too. And I wanted to ask you, I, we don't have time for this, but I loved the video of you guys doing the workout at Lake Powell and you were like, I don't know, was that last year? Yeah. So, <laughs> and you guys were like doing overhead squats on these rocks. I'm like, how are they stable? <laughs> that was two years ago. In fact, that was here. That was the trip that Marston, uh, my husband proposed to me. So. Oh, yeah, that was, um, yeah. yeah, we go a lot. And the group of people we go with, it's, we're all, we, we sometimes take equipment. We sometimes take a lot. We sometimes don't take any. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes no, we just want that trip to be nothing but a vacation with a little bit of like 
exercise in nature. Right. Running. You're still like active, but you're not moving barbells. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that awesome. looked like fun. Okay, so on Instagram, and then are you on Twitter, in Facebook as well? I am. Yeah. yeah. So I have a Facebook page. It's Brooke Entz as well. And my Twitter is Brooke Entz, and my Instagram is Brooke Entz. So it's all the Easy exact. Easy enough. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. We can't wait to, to see where you go from here. Oh, thank you so much. Super um, exciting. Had a really great time, and I hope that. I had good answers. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. It was great. Have a good See one. Bye-bye, yeah. yeah. Brooke. Thanks again. Bye.